Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Book Wormies. I'm your host, Aaron Helton, ready to jump into this journey with you for another episode. So today, I'm thinking of recommending my absolute all-time favorite book so far, Think Again by Adam Grant. Now let me tell you, this book is incredible. So Adam Grant is somebody that I've followed for a couple years. I was first introduced to him as a construct, as a speaker, in one of his TED Talks while I was doing my master's a few years back. So I saw his TED Talk on givers and takers, which generally uh, givers are those who in the workplace give and give and say, oh yeah, I'll give you some of my time. And the takers are obviously those who say, yeah, yeah, I'll take the help, but I'll never give any back. And he talked a little bit about the perfect ratio to build a culture of giving in different organizations. And I was just applauding internally his talk and it really affected my viewpoint towards organizational change. And so looking at this book, Think Again, I said, oh, he has a book? Like, let me get that. And it was definitely one of the best purchases I've ever made because it has stuck with me for so long. So the concept of this book is basically question-based conversation. So let me go ahead and read you a little bit of the synopsis, and it's quite lengthy, so I'll read a slight section at the start and a slight section at the end to give you a little bit of a construct. So it reads, Intelligence is usually seen as the ability to think and learn, but in a rapidly changing world, there's another set of cognitive skills that might matter more, the ability to rethink and unlearn. In our daily lives, too many of us favor the comfort of conviction over the discomfort of doubt. We listen to opinions that make us feel good instead of ideas that make us think hard. We see disagreement as a threat to our egos rather than an opportunity to learn. And towards the end, it says, With bold ideas and rigorous evidence, he, Adam Grant, investigates how we can embrace the joy of being wrong bring nuance to charged conversations, and build schools, workplaces, and communities of lifelong learners. So this book is incredible because, as I mentioned, it's question-based conversation. That is the main takeaway that I personally took from this book. However, this book came out in 2021, in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of a large amount of political strife, and simply in a stage where people were really doubling down on putting themselves in boxes in order to feel safe, which is natural, it happens. But I think this book called out to the necessity that we as humans have in speaking to each other, in understanding one another, in trying to be better through learning. I think we all have the desire to learn and grow, but sometimes we don't feel safe enough to do that. Oftentimes, we don't feel safe enough to do that. And that's something I've seen in my work itself. So I think this book is absolutely beautiful in the way that it sections off, first off, the research on conflict and confidence and safety and communication and just puts it so succinctly through its chapters to help give its point across. So the page count is about 260. It's got photos of different resources, different graphs, some Venn diagrams, couple frameworks put in. So it really visualizes and explains the data that is being referenced at any given moment, as well as with any nonfiction, having a myriad of references. I consider this book an easy read because at 260 pages, that's a weekend book. Looking at some of the constructs that come up, some things that I enjoyed out of this book is first off talking about, let's see, right here, pages 48 and 51. So as I mentioned in my intro, I love to flip through the books as I talk about them and just kind of state what I enjoyed about them. So here on page 51, 
or 49 to 51. It talks about confidence versus competence. And it's basically talking about this zone of humility that comes from if you're too confident and you fall into the Dunning-Kruger, which I think after the political strife and a lot of pandemic extremes on both sides of the views, the constructs of that Dunning-Kruger is probably more familiar to many individuals. And so you fall into that, what Adam Grant refers to as armchair quarterback syndrome or refers to. And you fall into this, like, I'm too confident. I don't know enough, but I'm going to peacock and I'm going to be loud about what I think is right because I deserve to be heard. And that is true. You deserve to be heard in your opinions, but with humility, right? And if you fall below this line, you fall into the imposter syndrome, which as a former people pleaser, let me tell you, I fell into that side of the spectrum significantly more than being overtly cocky. And I think it's very interesting to look at, there's actually a bit of overlap that's put on specifically page 51, this Venn diagram that shows an overlap between armchair quarterback and imposter syndromes. So you'll see concepts in the middle of like, it's in your head both of these versions. It's not permanent because imposter syndrome comes and goes. Armchair quarterback comes and goes. It's found in every workplace ever, which I took a little laugh at because let me tell you, it's definitely true. So it talks a little bit about just all these different concepts and you can fall on either side of these depending on your perception, which as a psychology practitioner, again, disclaimer, not a doctor. I have a master's and I'm a psychology practitioner, but not a a psychologist. But as a practitioner, I see this concept of like your perception is your reality. But let's circle back and talk more about the book. One concept that I really enjoyed that was spoken about is in the pages of the 80s. So it talks a little bit about people pleasing as well. And one phrase that really sticks out to me is first off here on page 80, it says the absence of conflict is not harmony. It's apathy. And that makes me think to being a good friend versus being a nice friend in the construct of bad breath. I think we've all had a friend who at some point had some really rough breath and maybe regularly does as well. A good friend is going to have conflict and a conflict is going to come in the form of, hey, man, your breath stinks, bro. You need to get some gum, which might be kind of rude in the short term. It is. But in the long term, wouldn't we all want to be told if we're going around having some rough breath? Right. And so I love this quote because as a former people pleaser, anything that I saw as a short term conflict, I was seeing as being the most incredibly rude, obnoxious person ever. And I was so averse to have any sort of conflict. And I learned through reading this book that it's absolutely necessary to have these conflicts. It's absolutely necessary to put my opinion out there in order to grow and in order to add value to the people around me and to allow them to counteract my points. I think another example is of a bobber, right? If you pull a bobber, like you're fishing, all the way, the further down you pull it, the higher up it pops out. And that's how opinions work also. If I come out and have a bit of a controversial opinion, it invites an equal reaction as well in the sense of, oh, whoa, 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 I'm not thinking that, I'm thinking this. And that leads me to understand the other person a little better. So I think it's an absolutely beautiful quote that came out of this book from some of the research. Second is on silence. 
The quote right here is page 87, still talking about people-pleasing, mind you. And it says, silence disrespects the value of your views and our ability to have a civil disagreement. I think that's incredible. When you are passive, when you are letting things sink through in a conversation or you don't speak up when something rubs you the wrong way, again, you're doing that short-term comfort and causing long-term harm to the relationship. And so when you're able to speak up, it also honors the other person to have the maturity and the ability to say, uh, disagree with you or even agree. Or as I mentioned with that bobber, putting a strong opinion out there, some people are going to shy away from it, but some might say, oh my God, you're saying what I've been thinking this whole time. Have you ever had that friend where you're at a party and both of your social batteries drained? You're trying to be polite and make it through. And then your friend turns and says, I want to go. I am drained. And you go, thank you. Thank you so much. You're saving me. Well, I have. And I've been that friend ever since I've read this book and grown from it. I simply love the concept. So there's a couple more things in this book that I was interested in. One big construct that came from it is obviously during 2021 with pandemic and politics and racism were very big pieces. Now, I'm not going to reiterate any of the points that came during those. I think there's plenty of media out talking about it, and I want to focus on the book itself. So one amazing story that came through was of Daryl Davis, an individual that, if I'm remembering correctly, basically used kindness and friendliness and communication, understanding, questions, values, just to tear down the views of white supremacists, particularly individuals in the KKK. And his story is spoken of in here and triangulated, I guess the word is I'll use, with some of the research that Adam Grant has in this book to speak about how that change came about how the views of somebody so extreme was slowly pulled back by Daryl Davis and also applauding that individual for their battle against prejudice. Like absolutely incredible, the story of Daryl Davis. So definitely get this book for that. Let me tell you, it was an excellent example of being in the middle of a very conflicting and difficult conversation. And as we spoke in that synopsis, how to add nuance to conversation to get that. Because that reflects similarly in my own experience with my family. Now, again, not speaking to politics, not going to speak in detail, anything like that. But we tended to have disagreements, as I think many people did during such a high stress time and such a polarizing time in our lives and during the uh, 2020, 2021 years. But having the tools from this book to have question-based conversation is so powerful. And I cannot reiterate that enough. When I can talk to just about anybody and think, okay, let's not talk about the tangibles. Tell me what you value right now. Because when I can focus on the questions of understanding where they're coming from, what are they valuing? What are they wanting when we have this conversation? We have such beautiful conversations because if I say, well, what do I want in the future 10, 20, 30 years from now? Well, I want my kids to be safe. I don't want to be surrounded by people that are causing danger to me and my peers. I want a world of people that are understanding and cared for. I want people to have jobs and enjoy the jobs they have and live well and not stomp on other people. And a lot of individuals will say, well, I feel that same way. Okay, then why are we coming at it from different angles? Let's talk about that then. 
because now we have a common ground, which is another theme in this book, which is incredible. It's common ground. When you're able to use question-based conversation, which again is kind of the core of this book, think again, where can I change my viewpoint or reword things or learn from the viewpoint of the person I'm speaking to? How can I take a student's mindset instead of trying to make this conversation a battle? So when you're able to take that question-based conversation and talk about, okay, we have common ground, now we can start to make progress on a conversation. Now we can start to see how we can collaborate. Now we can start to see where we are in parallel with our views as opposed to starting from opposite ends and devaluing the other person. Another theme that came from this book, especially talking about polarized concepts, is dehumanization and language of putting others down that don't share your viewpoints. It was an absolutely incredible read, and I won't go too much in detail as that concept is kind of self-explanatory, but definitely recommended this book as a whole. As I talk about all of these concepts, the ultimate impact that this book had on me, as I mentioned, is just coming into this book. I expected it to be exactly what it was, oddly enough. I loved Adam Grant's speech and his TED Talk, and I thought this book should be more of the same. I thought it would be one big concept that changed my life. And it turned out to be about five different concepts that really changed. But yes, at its core, it's question-based conversation. And interestingly enough, reading this book the time that I did, I was a new consultant, uh, just about to turn 25, got my first job and what is honestly a pretty complicated role. I wasn't just an accountant learning a year and a half and okay, suddenly now I know everything, but I was having to learn to be an executive coach and then an organization development consultant. I had to be a facilitator for workshops. I had to create some content for these workshops. So I had to be a trainer and developer. I had to wear so many hats and I had to sell and I had to speak and I had so many things. And reading this book, while we're talking about question-based conversation, it leads to values. And having those constructs of conflict and not being silent, getting your opinion out there, it forced me to have opinions basically. Because talking about the constructs of this book, it's like, yeah, let's have question-based conversation. But I almost had to start from one step behind. I said, well, what are the opinions I even have? And I think that's natural for my age group. And maybe some who are listening here still have that construct and that difficulty of, man, what are my opinions? Well, when you come out and start speaking out on things that are difficult or you start to really not give yourself the safety of silence, then you start to see the person you are through these conversations as well. So I think one of the biggest gifts that impacted me personally from this book was that I was able to take question-based conversation and almost flip it to becoming value-based opinions. Like if I'm going to jump in with question-based conversation and try to learn about the values another person holds, do I hold those values as well? And so it almost came back around to me. And if you know, for communication one-on-one classes and media and audio classes, things like that, a lot of times you'll hear about the communication feedback loop. And I created it through these question-based conversations, or rather not created, but experienced them through this. By having that question-based conversation, it came back to me with, oh, how do I want to contribute to this conversation now? It's not just asking questions. It's also, well, do I share this sentiment or not? And so it was just good practice in my own authenticity 
because I was listening more to the person and the people around me and thinking, are these people who share my values? Are these people who can have these question-based conversations? And if not, why am I not hanging out with more people that can? So that is honestly the way that impacted me is just finding more of myself through these conversations. And for some of you, you may be in some pretty volatile situations. And disclaimer, you know, obviously there's trauma and there's domestic violence and there's abusive situations. And this book is not a catch-all like solution. I'm just speaking from my own experience and perspective that a lot of volatile relationships I did have, and that's small term volatile, like people that were somewhat disagreeable, some people that just rubbed me the wrong way. I was able to mend fences or at least understand their viewpoint better. And we can have a lot better conversations. I understand the worth that they are creating through their perspectives because of question-based conversation. So who would I recommend this book to? Literally everybody. Because I think question-based conversation is just going to help individuals to become closer, no matter who you are. And if it doesn't help you to become closer, it at least opens up to a deeper layer of conversation in order to figure out if the people that you're spending time with and having these conversations with are worth investing more time into. Because when you spend time with people that share your values in a good, healthy way, it's not just a hive mind or a group think, but have their own identities, but have shared values and alignment in that sense, you can do so much more. And it's honestly an incredible gift that comes through this book. Thank you for stopping by on this journey of self-improvement and hearing my thoughts on my absolute favorite book ever, Think Again by Adam Grant. He does have another book coming out in October of 2023, and I am deeply excited to read that and potentially talk about it in the future as well. Until next time, Zarin Helton signing off. Bye. Tuning in to this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comments section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.